trauma and fear that we are bringing up here in the present when we haven't resolved it back there. We bring it up here and then we behave in the world as if what we're doing makes a lot of sense when it's actually disproportionate to the experience that you're having in the present moment. Hey y'all, welcome back to Boundaries and Grace. My name is Taylor Chandler and I'm your host. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and I help people break negative relationship cycles. Today we're talking about triggers and we'll briefly at the end of this episode talk about projections. Closely related. This episode, um, I realized when I was playing it back, editing it, doing everything, doing the thing. I realized I was really treating it uh, kind of like a workshop type thing. Like I realized that th- this is a different energy than a lot of my um, solo episodes have because I'm going really slow. You're going to hear me repeat myself several times, y'all. And that's because it's really not about in any way do I want to entertain you. In <laughs> this episode, I really I was on Instagram live when I did it. I was in no way bringing any entertaining factors in this one. This is truly a learning episode, okay? Because so many people lack understanding of triggers, which means that you lack understanding of your internal processes. And I want you to really learn yourself. You're going to hear me talk about that a bit in this episode, okay? So you're going to hear me repeat myself several times. We're going to go over things. I'm asking people that were in the room on Instagram Live, are you getting it? Are you getting it? Are you getting it? I ask it over and over because I don't want us to rush through this. So I'm giving you a heads up on that. So please bear with it. Slow down. For those of you, some of y'all, it's hard for you to slow down and really just kind of take in the information and really feel your way through it. This episode is definitely challenging you to do that. When you feel tempted to fast forward to the end to try to get to the solution, the solution is in the slowness of this, okay? The solution is in these details about how this works on the inside of you, which is producing the negative results result on the outside of you okay so that is my preface for this episode I know it's going to sound different I know it's going to be different for some of you I'm asking you to sit back really tune in to some of this knowledge here so that you can apply it to your life all right deal it's a deal I'll see you in the middle I'll see you at the end okay enjoy Oh, let me hit the record button. I'm recording my podcast live. Um, We're going to do triggers and projections. Okay. It's called triggered and projecting. Triggered and projecting is the episode. Okay. And um, you can get, you can turn your notifications on for the um, podcast on Apple, Spotify and Audible. Okay. Um, Boundaries and grace. This is going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this episode. I'm going to, I'm going to turn it right around. So it's like going to be up on Thursday. Okay. It's going to be up on Thursday. And we're doing triggered and projecting this morning. How are you all doing? How are you doing? Um, <laughs> I'm always excited to do these episodes. Um, the reason why this is so important, <laughs> I start everything with that. This is so important because it is. This is all very, very urgent because um, triggers and projecting, triggered, being triggered and projecting, it gets in the way. This is say, hey, good morning. Hi. Um, this is such a problem gets in the way of clear communication across all kinds of relationships. Doesn't matter the relationships. Of course, most people that come into, um, hey, vision of most people that come into attachment world, um, 
they, they come upon it because of some issue that's happening in romantic life. And then suddenly, very quickly, especially what you're going to find out, it's got a whole lot to do with parents and things like that. Um, so these issues are across context, across whatever kind of relationships. It's just that most people think about romantic relationships first. Um, but triggers and projections get in the way of all kinds of relationships across context. And today we're going to talk about what it looks like, okay, because I need you to be able to recognize it. Hey, y'all, good morning. I need y'all to be able to recognize these triggers. I need you to be able to recognize your projections better. What's interesting about this, you know, I like a challenge. I like a challenge, which is why I'm doing this, <laughs> which is why I'm doing this work. It's this challenging stuff. And one of the challenging, one of the biggest challenges of getting a hold of your attachment issues is the fact that it is so invisible. It is so unconscious, so subconscious. It is so out of out of your line of view. It is in the background. It is blind. It, these are your blind spots. These things are hidden. These things are in the darkness. These things are not usually named or called out. And so one of the big issues in getting a hold of your attachment is bringing to light what was in the dark, making the things visible that were invisible, bringing into the conscious the things that were in the subconscious. Okay. And so as you're listening to this, sometimes it's actually hard to even relate. Sometimes it's hard for people to relate to exactly. Oh, oh all right, well, let's go ahead and get started. Let's go ahead and get started because sometimes, oh, this doesn't the skin look good. I did a morning mask. I like to do a morning mask sometimes. I did today. I did um, coffee grind. You know, you can just make them. You don't really have to go buy a bunch of stuff. You don't have to go buy a bunch of stuff. I get the get some coffee grounds. Okay, you get some coffee grounds, not the whole bean. Get the coffee grind. You know, more ground up, and um, and milk and honey was this one. Milk and honey doesn't just sound good. Some coffee beans, milk and honey. The coffee beans is, is an exfoliant naturally, and you just scrub, scrub a dub dub, leave it on for a little bit, and then wipe and then um, warm water, wash it off. Okay. I'm telling you, you really don't have to be spending a whole bunch of money on that stuff. You could just make it with some things. Sometimes I add a little dab of like olive oil or something, just a little drop. Anyway, anyway. Sometimes this stuff can be hard to, you're, sometimes what's, what, what is most relevant for someone, what they need the most is what they hear the least. What someone needs the most so often is what they hear the least because it doesn't sound like the you that you know. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the me that I know. So I can be talking right to a thing that you got going on, right to, a, right to one of these subconscious things that are, that are going on. And it's like, that couldn't be me, but it sounds like mom. That couldn't be me, but sounds like my husband. That couldn't be me, but sounds like my sister. And you can hear it in every, you can hear it and apply it to everybody else, but you've got to wonder, what about me? Uh oh. You've got to start to wonder, what about me? How is it? <laughs> How is it that when I'm learning all of these things, I can call out mom, dad, granddad, grand granddad? You going down the generational line, but when it gets to you, you're like, uh, I can't relate. <laughs> okay. So what I need you to do is I need you to start this thing. Hey, y'all, good morning. I need y'all to start this thing with you in mind. So anyway, that's the first thing. So let's talk about triggers. What are they? These things, triggers and projections, these things that get in the way of having clear communication. A trigger is something that takes you out of homeostasis. Y'all know what homeostasis is? Think about like a baseline. It's a relatively stable physiological state. Homeostasis. A relatively stable physiological state. Homeostasis. The same state. 
homeostasis, the same state, a relatively stable physiological state, homeostasis. You like how I did that? All right, so a trigger is something that takes you out of that homeostasis. It doesn't, so we're not putting a value on what your, what your baseline is. Your homeostasis, your, like, you, you have a, uh, a baseline of anxiety, and a trigger that takes you out of homeostasis could be meditation. So it's something that takes you out of your, whatever has been your relatively the same physiological state, and it takes you out of it. Okay, so we also can have a relatively stable, like a calm calm physiological state and something can trigger us into excitement. You got on a roller coaster. Okay, you watch a scary movie. You got a call from your ex. Right. So these things, some things you, you, you can have a relatively like calm or positively valued physiological state and a trigger can take you out of that into a negative state. So it works both ways, as does everything, doesn't it? In our insecure state, let's start from the bottom. Our insecure, whatever, however you identify with your attachment, if you're on the insecure side, anxiety is underneath of it. Anxiety is underneath of it. And here's, here's your first blind spot. Here's your first blind spot. Regardless of how you identify, if my anxiety, if the anxiety is too much to bear, I either go out into anxiety, like expressed anxiety. That's usually my anxious preoccupied types that now the anxious tentacles come out and I need to expunge this anxiety onto someone. Or I detach from the anxiety. And those are usually my dismissive avoidant types. And you might do a mixture of both. Either way, I'm trying to get to an emo- to homeostasis, to a baseline of calm by doing either of those things. Can you see how regardless, everyone, everyone is always trying to get back to a place of calm, even if you have to fake it, even if you've got to act like you're not act like you're not bothered when you really are, because your people's goal is typically to come to a place where that anxiety um, feels less feels like less so I'm going to do whatever to get rid of it I'm going to expunge it I'm going to call a bunch of people I'm going to start venting to a bunch of people and maybe that'll help me to feel better or I'm going to act like nothing's going on and I'm going to detach from people and maybe that'll make me feel better because I'm trying to get back to homeostasis so homeostasis just because it's a baseline or just because it's your normal doesn't make it healthy does that make sense okay Okay, I'm gonna pause here because this this was a, this got confusing when we were live, I think, um, which is on me because I was the one doing it. <laughs> so now I have the opportunity to correct my mistake, and so I'm going to take it. What I mean by this that your homeostasis, your baseline, isn't necessarily healthy. What I mean by that is that if it is not, let's call it genuine. Okay, if my calm feeling is not or my um, at peace feeling is not genuine then it is not healthy what I'm saying is that sometimes we and especially when we're in insecure attachment right whether anxious or avoidant we manufacture a mask that we can show to the world that shows that we are okay when really we are not so that's what I mean by um, your homeostasis or your baseline uh, isn't healthy if it's not genuine if it's not coming from a true place of resolve and peace and calm and relaxed okay if we're having to ignore minimize our self minimize interactions deflect away things act like things aren't happening stuff like that then that is not um 
that's not a healthy state. All right. So just wanted to go ahead and make that clear. I know this episode, I just think is just going to be frustrating for a lot of people. I'm anticipating it and I'm usually not wrong. <laughs> usually not wrong about this. I'm anticipating it. So y'all if stick with it. Okay. Stick with it. I know some of these things can be difficult to understand. That's why it shows up in, so, in literally like every single workshop I do and all the groups and all these things. It constantly comes up over and over and over again because it's so important and it's so misunderstood. Uh, and a lot of people just don't take the time to really understand the system the process of these things they just want to deal with like the manifestation of it and so I know this can be frustrating if that's you we are we're not 15 minutes in yet okay we have some we have some time to go so take a break get some water and come on back when you feel like you are ready to take it all in but don't give up So my triggers take me out of the norm of, of my of my homeostasis, right? A trigger takes me out of that. It jolts me out of that, out of my baseline. But it is also, that's, so that's the first hit. But then the second hit is that it is deeply connected to some big, bad beliefs at the bottom of that trigger. So now we have two, two really major issues. One, that my nervous system is connected to my emotions, right? My physical is connected to my emotional. So now my nervous system is jolted out of homeostasis. Is this making sense? Are we, can we circle it all back? So my nervous system is jolted out of homeostasis. That's problem number one. Problem number two is now connected way back to this deep-seated fear that I will now be rejected. Yeah, okay, I'm back real quick. Um, clearly, I'm very concerned about uh, how this episode goes for you. I don't mean, like, worried. I just mean, like, I'm just aware, just concerned with, like, you know, people getting it. Um, so here I said rejected, but I just wanted to point out that it can be many other things, some big things um, that come up with insecure attachment for anyone, uh, regardless of how you identify on the insecure side, anxious or avoidant, um, things like fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, fear of not being accepted for who I am. Those kinds of things are some really big ones. I just use rejection in this way. It was an example that I used on the live, but anyway, so I just want to let you know, it's not just rejection. It can be other big bottom of the well fears. Okay, let's go. Let's go back. So let's talk about how your nervous system is set up and why the thing that happens next is so problematic and that why someone can get stuck right there in that moment and sink in the quicksand. A trigger has now taken me out of my nervous, has taken me out of homeostasis. So my nervous system has jolted into either anxiety or avoidance. I either want to detach or I want to attack. Because I'm trying to take care of the emotional threat. The threat is attached to that. The threat is, for example, like it's an it's a emotional confrontation. And this emotional confrontation threatens me. Are we, is, this, is, this making, is this making sense? I feel like. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm going very I feel like I'm going very wide right now. I'm trying to give you this big overview and I and every, and and I'm not seeing anything. I'm not seeing anything. I see you're here. Good morning, y'all. But is this making sense? Okay, thank you, Sarah. Sarah says yes. Sarah says yes. Okay. Good. Sometimes it's harder when I'm when I'm talking to myself, when I'm talking to this thing, I'm like are we are we here? Are we listening? I'm going to put it up on the podcast. So I'm like, is, are you going to get it? Are people going to get it? 
All right, so I've got this trigger that takes me out of my physiological state. So I have problem number one. Problem number two is that it's connected to this deep fear in the back. Regardless of the example that we use, when we are dealing with insecure attachment issues, our big, big bottom of the well fears are usually something like, I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy, I will be rejected. These are our big bottom of the well fears. We have, we have these day-to-day interactional relational triggers that can be connected, that are connected. That's why it's a trigger. They are connected to those bottom-of-the-well fears. Here's your second blind spot. We, we In day-to-day interactions, in day-to-day relationship stuff, when the trigger happens, we respond to that person with the catalog of fears and traumas that are in the background. But when we haven't confronted them ourselves, we bring that stuff back here, up heat back there. We bring it up here and we expect that the, we, we believe that it's justified and we expect that the other person understands our reaction, that it really was that bad. That I withdrew, I left the room when we were having a, when we were having a conflict because the, the conflict itself was really the idea of this, the disagreement itself was that bad that I should leave you. You broke up with me and yet I'm going to keep pulling up to your office and your house because I believe that the breakup really was that bad. It was enough. It justifies losing you justifies breaking your boundaries. And that's coming from a place of back there trauma and fear that we are bringing up here in the present when we haven't resolved it back there. We bring it up here and then we behave in the world as if what we're doing makes a lot of sense when it's actually disproportionate to the experience that you're having in the present moment. Does that make sense? Somebody tell me. Somebody tell me I started this. I started the beginning of this. We went wide and now we're, we're on a, we're targeting. We're tar- We're coming in on the target. I'm trying to land this plane. So I need someone to tell me if you understand, should I repeat it? Thank you, Sarah. Sarah's the only one that's getting it. <laughs> Sarah's the only one that's getting it. Let's do it again. I'm about repetition. This is the, this is the part of me. This is the this is the coach in me, like the like the 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 fitness. This is the this is the sports performance part of me. Y'all, this is how you get you repeat it again and again and again. And I actually I might not even talk about projections today because well, we might, but I I was really thinking like maybe I should just stay on triggers. Maybe I should just stay on triggers because I can go so deep and wide with this thing. And I want you all to understand. I'm thinking maybe we might just stick to one thing. I don't know. I can break it down for you one more time. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Let's do this again. Let's start from the top. Let's start from the top, y'all. Let's start from the top. I think that's better. Let's start from the top. Here Today we're talking about triggers and projections. Triggers get in the way of having clear communication across context, whatever kind of relationship, okay? Whatever kind of relationship they get in the way of communicating, connecting, relating. A trigger, I'm talking about a trigger doing two things, two really negative things for you that get in the way. One, it takes you out of homeostasis. Homeostasis, 
The definition is a relatively stable physiological state. Physiological, that's your body. That's like the inside of your body. Your nervous system. Okay, so think about heart rate. Think about blood pressure. Think about sweat. Okay, so think about that kind of thing. So homeostasis is a relatively stable physiological state. A trigger takes you out. That's that's the first hit. It takes you out of, of homeostasis. It jolts you out. The second big hit from a trigger is that it is connected to some big bottom of the well fears. And I say bottom of the well because I want you to get the visual of it being dark, of it being deep of it being difficult to get to, of something that you can't see. We we understand that one of the reasons why triggers are so problematic is because they are largely invisible. Our responses, we are unconscious to our own triggers, okay, which makes it literally impossible to manage them well when they come up because triggers already, we're going to have a negative interaction, we're going to have a negative problem, and whether it's within us or between us and someone else. Who, who Brandon, you got it? Are we, are we good on that part? Are we good on that part? Hey, y'all. Good morning. So what's happening in your brain? Let me explain. Okay, you got it? So here's the next part. Thank you. What's happening in your mind when this happens? So we're talking about triggers, unconscious, subconscious. It's back there. We can experience an emotional threat. The threat being that those big bottom of the well fears might really be happening right now. I might be in the nightmare right now. What's the nightmare? I'm not lovable. I'm being abandoned. I'm being rejected. I'm not worth it. That's the nightmare at the bottom. Everyone's got their own individual details of the story. Hey, y'all. Everyone's got their own little individual (laughs) details. It's not little, but you know what I'm saying? Everyone's got their own individual details of the story. But the big bottom of the well fears for those people that are dealing with attachment issues we're talking about things like I'm not lovable. You're going to leave me. You're never coming back. I'm not worth it. I'm, I am always rejected. That kind of thing. Okay. So something can happen in a day to day relational interaction that triggers, hits your trigger button. It's connected to that bottom of the well fear. Okay. So now when I react to it, when I'm triggered so the 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 event happens the interaction happens the word happens or the no words happen right whatever the trigger is silence is a big trigger for a lot of people um uh receiving paragraphs of text is a trigger for the other for another group of people right so everybody's got different triggers okay but the trigger connected to that big bottom of the well fear i you're going to leave me and you're never going going gonna come back or for ex- another example, let's go to the other side of it, like a more of an avoidant um, belief, something like um, because you have something negative to say about what I've done, um, I will not be forgiven or you believe that I'm a bad person and there's no coming back from that. So they can experience something like a suggestion. Okay, or something or like, hey, like, I don't really like when you did that. It could be something like that in a day to day interaction, but it's attached to this big bottom of the well fear. I'm not lovable. You don't like me. I'm a bad person. 
Okay, silence on the other side, and anxious preoccupied types are identified more with this one. Um, silence is happening. Um, it could be what it could be someone taking a nap. How many people have gone off because your person was taking a nap, or they were on a plane, or had bad service? They were in a meeting. Right, silence. They went to sleep. Okay, something like that. And then it's but but so that's the day to day on surface interaction, but it's connected to these big bottom of the well fears like you're going to leave me and you're not coming back. The last time I talked to you was the last time I'll ever hear from you. And then y'all, regardless of what the trigger is, I'm trying to talk about this in a way that and I'm trying to give you the concept because it's so it's 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 a lot it's, it's easier to talk about when we're talking to someone one-on-one. I'm trying to make this, this has got to, it's got to make sense for everybody. So I need you to understand the frame. Even if you don't relate to the details of the examples, I need you to zoom out and I want you to understand the frame that I'm setting up for you, okay? Trigger, connected to these big bottom of the well fears. Because those things are invisible, they're dark, I can't see them. They're old, haven't talked about them. No one's ever asked me about them. They're all the way, they're down there. They're hard to reach. So I have this day-to-day interaction, but it's attached to that big bottom of the well fear. So even though I can't consciously see it, my unconscious easily draws from the well. How about that? Let's just keep going with the metaphor. My unconscious draws from that well. And now in this day-to-day interaction that might not be Let's stay right here. In this day-to-day interaction, I'm now responding with the energy of that big bottom of the well fear. Does that make sense? Are we understanding? I can't keep going until someone tells me because this is just so much. This is so hard for people. This is so hard for people to understand. If people can understand the trigger stuff, I'm telling you, this is a big key for every single person with these issues. You've got to understand this. You've got to understand this. So is it making sense so far? I feel like I'm saying a lot. Sarah, where are we at? Allie, thank you. Okay. So we understand these big, okay, great, great, great. Thank you. Okay. I think we're, I think we're on, I think we're on track. I think we've, I think we've, I think we've reined it in a bit. I think we've reined it in a bit. So this thing is take, is jolting me out of my homeostasis. I'm triggered out of my, whatever my baseline was. Okay. I'm now irritated. I'm frustrated. I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm what I'm, I'm triggered out of whatever I wanted my baseline to be. That's problem number one. Problem number two is that I'm going down into, and that's a relative, it triggers me out of my stable physiological state. And then it, I, and then my second big issue is that I, my unconscious has drawn, has drawn from this well of fears. And now I am behaving in the present in this day to day, whatever interaction. From the, with the energy of my past. With the energy from my past. Okay, so this is the threat. Okay, slow down. Brandon, slow down. This is, I'm going slow on this for a reason. Because so many people, and Brandon, this isn't a, this isn't a, this isn't a dig at you. This happens every time I do this. It happens every day. Happens every day where someone's like, well, just how do we do it? How do we do it? How do we do it? But the re- you, 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 you don't understand yourself. 
And that's why I, that's why I spend so much time. We're already on here for so long. I'm spending so much time because I want you to understand yourself, your brain, your heart, your mind, the way that you process. I want you to understand that instead of trying to, and this isn't just you, I'm talking through you and beyond you and away from you and for everybody. Rather than just trying to rush to the end, Stay on you for a little bit. Understand how your body is it. It's wild. You got to think about how wild it is that the very body that you walk in, the very mind that you think in, the heart that you feel with, people are so disconnected and so misunderstanding of themselves, which is why we got issues with triggers and projections anyway. So I want you to understand yourself, not just apply strategies to try to get to the solution. I want you to understand you and I'm never going to let it, I'm never going to let that go. I'm always going to spend a whole bunch of time with the setup. I'm always going to spend a whole bunch of time giving you the frame, because if you understand the frame, the system that causes these issues, then you don't have to deal with every day to day problem. Like it's new because you understand the system that it's working through. And then you can reconfigure your system rather than every time you got to figure, you got to, you got to take in new details and try to figure out how to handle this person. And then you got another issue with that person. Then you got to try to figure out how to handle this. No, I want you to understand the system that is causing the issue. Okay. Not just worry about whatever the outcome. I need you to understand that where, where it's getting, where these issues are even getting are the inputs. I need you to understand the mouth of it, the mouth of it, the beginning of it, the frame, the system. Okay. I'm, it's just all, I'm always going to spend a bunch of time with it always. All right. So anyway, anyway, so I understand these big bottom of the well fears. I'm not lovable. I'm not worth it. I'm always rejected. You're going to leave me. This is an emotional threat. Your mind goes into, understand your mind. You have a fight, fight, freeze. A lot of people are familiar with the words at this point, right? Thank you. The fight, fight, freeze. Your amygdala is responsible for that. Your amygdala responds to threats. In the past, like in the old, 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 old days where we had more physical threats like lions and tigers and bears, um, we weren't even, we weren't even evolved enough to confront, to deal with these emotional threats. Now we're in 2022 and we have fortunately and unfortunately evolved our consciousness to the point where now emotional threats are the focus of our amygdala. Our fight, flight, freeze is now able because so many people live in relatively safe spaces that have some sort of shelter, okay, because our world has evolved, have some sort of food. Um, If it's ramen, it's ramen, right? But we have to understand that you're not hunting and gathering every day is the point. So our minds have evolved to even be able to experience emotional threats this way this and you under, you wonder why your great grandparents weren't all going to therapy they're what they were doing things that they that the threats are not the same so we are now at a time where emotional threats are triggering our amygdala are triggering our fight flight freeze system like they were physical threats so we have the same sort of responses to something like a breakup to something like a bad date to something like your ex calling to something like someone pulling up and you weren't expecting them and someone from the past whatever you have the same kind of responses now to emotional threats because we've evolved we've evolved so we can fight flight or freeze on them just like you would if there was a i don't know a mammoth 
running towards you, a bear coming to get you. Okay. So our, our bodies are now responding to these emotional threats in a very similar way. And you have a system. You, every individual has a system of dealing with emotional threats. Now we talk about attachment, right? So the dismissive avoidance system is typically to flee the scene. The anxious preoccupied system is typically to stay and fight. But the point is not that the, it's not that either one is better or worse than the other. It's that we're doing it in an unconscious way. So we're just reacting. Your amygdala is one of the oldest parts of your brain. And so there is very little, there's not executive function, prefrontal cortex, executive function, decision making. This is new. This thing is new. Y'all, you're going to just hear me on the podcast. I'm rubbing my temple. This thing is new. Executive functioning, putting all this kind of logic and reasoning on it, that's new stuff. Your amygdala is old. There's not all of this cognitive processing that happens with, with the, from the amygdala standpoint. When a threat is presented, it just reacts. The goal is to get you away from the bear. Not to analyze the bear, not to ask the bear how he's feeling or how he came to want to attack me today. The point is to get away from the bear. So when you have unresolved issues, traumas, triggers, you're, you're not using all of that executive functioning that you actually have available. You are coming from a very primal part of you. You're just flying, you're freezing, or you're fighting from a place of unconsciousness, from a place of impulse. From a place of impulse, you understanding this, we're driving it home now. Okay? Good, I'm glad it makes sense. So this is why we have these issues, okay? Your brain's just going, your brain's just going haywire. We need to get a hold of it. Um, I'm not going to make this a whole, a whole, a whole thing. So I'm just going to, I want you just to, under, I wanted you to just understand how triggers work. And then I'm just going to talk about projections really, really briefly. But what, what can you do about some of these triggers? Um, cause this, this was like the prelude. And I feel like I want to go so much deeper and wider, but I just, I'll save it. I'll save it. Um, so here's what you can do to start bringing some of that unconsciousness to the conscious. Okay, to your awareness, check in with your body, with your body, your physiological. So remember, we said that a trigger jolts you out of homeostasis, which means that you're going to have everybody has physiological signs of being triggered. Your body tells you first. Your body tells you first. Your body tells you first. Okay. So that's why I said you got to understand you, you as an individual, your body. What is when you get triggered, you pay, start paying attention. Okay. You're going, cause you're, you're, you're going to first, you're going to see yourself do something. But what I'm asking, what I'm going to ask you to do is to see yourself do it, then back it up to see what happened right before that. What I'm saying, what you're going to see yourself do it. You're going to see yourself go into anxiety, like want to attack, or you're going to start to actually do the thing, the rapid text, get in the car, ready to pull up, go and um, check the social media. That's you doing the thing. You're going to see yourself walking out of a conversation. You're going to see yourself um, ignoring a phone call. That's you doing the thing. And then I'm, but I'm asking you to, when that happens, first you got to flag it. That's a flag. That means stop, stop. You're, you're seeing yourself, you're, you're, you're noticing that you're frustrated, you're irritated, you're overwhelmed. You're noticing that you're nervous, you're scared. I'm asking you to go a step back. Most people, you, people want to start right there and they say, help me do something about that. I'm telling you, go back, go back, go back. Cause right before that, your body was telling you something, your body told you first. And so if you 
know if you see when you see yourself do it okay cool that's the first thing you saw great take it back and check in with your body how am i feeling right now what's in is it in my heart is it in my gut is it in my hands is it in my head i got a headache some people feel it behind their eyes some people feel it in their neck it feels tight some people feel it like there's a like there's a weight on your chest some people feel like they have um their their stomach is in knots so the first thing i want you to do is understand what's happening with your body and write it down write it down what it what happens with your physiology when you are triggered you can catch your body, we can catch everything else. You can catch your body, that's, that's ground zero. Your body's telling you first. Catch your body first. There's no point in trying to figure out what to do all the way down the road. If you can't, if I can't, if, it, if you can't catch step one, if you can't catch step one, your body, where it, where it starts, the, 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 just the, 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 the signals are going off. We got to catch that before you got, before you worry about all that other stuff. Because otherwise, your body's still in control, and you you're, you're you're on the back end trying to clean up the pieces. But but I'm trying. I'm asking you to catch it on the front end. I'm asking you to catch it on the front end before anything happens. Catch your body. Y'all got that? How many times will I say it? We understand. Somebody tell me. Hello. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. All right. Um, catch your body. Second thing I want you to do is check your story. Check your body. Check your story. Check your body. Check your story. Check your body. And then you got a story behind it. You are telling yourself, go back to those big, I'm asking you to get in touch. I'm asking you to put some light in the well. I'm asking you to go down to the well, draw some up yourself and look at that bucket. What's in it? I feel like I'm being left. I feel like I'm being rejected. I feel like I'm not worthy. I feel like I need you to check your body and then check your story. Check the story that you are telling Thank you. Check the story that you are telling yourself. You will likely notice when you start to write this stuff down that it is just disproportionate to what is happening in the present moment. You will likely be right because we said it's a catalog of fears and traumas. So it's usually disproportionate to what you're actually experiencing in this moment. And if we don't get a handle on those two things, we're lost. We're lost. We're lost because the fight, flight, freeze is taking over. You're already off to the races, whether you're anxious or avoidant, whichever, you're already off to the races. Okay. And if we don't get the story under control, if we don't acknowledge the big disproportionate overgeneralizing big bad wolf story that we're telling ourselves, then we will keep treating that person as if it's true projections. Hey, Keith. So here we go. Projections. And then I'm out of here. When we treat the person like our big bad wolf story, like our bottom of the well fears, nightmares are coming to life before our very eyes, we are then projecting into the moment, treating that person as if our beliefs, our thoughts, our feelings are totally true. Essentially, we're asking someone, even if they truly did something that was off in the moment, that was bad, that was negative, we but we are treating that person with the as if they have the responsibility of the weight of the water in the well, okay? Treating them as if they have the responsibility for the catalog of fears and traumas because we have we have that. It's unresolved, it's unmanaged, and so we bring all of that into the present, and then when we project into the moment, even if someone really, did, really forgot to call you back, 
even if someone really forgot to call you back, are we reacting as if they are plotting to leave you and never return as if they think that as if they now have totally (coughs) changed their mind about you overnight. And so we've got to get a hold on the story that you're telling so that we can instead handle the moment rather than the compounded moment of years and years of problems unresolved issues so there's that that's that's basically the projections it's making someone responsible for the feelings that i'm having inside of me or the past that happened to me that had nothing to do with you okay you might be reminding me of it you might be triggering me to go down into that well but the projections are the things that aren't actually you you it reminds me of you remind me of it you are maybe mirroring it to some degree but to the degree that i'm reacting to you is not proportionate to what is actually happening in the present. We got to get a hang on it. Hang on it. I'll give you just two examples real quick. Um, Well, I just gave you the example of like someone didn't call you back. The uh, fear of abandonment can come up and then I am going to project that into the moment. Okay. So that was that example. And then on another example, um, someone asked, Hey, uh, how are you feeling about the way things are going so far? Let's say you're getting to know someone. Hey, how are you feeling about the way things are going so far? And someone who had in uh, a helicopter type over, uh, what is the word that I want to use? Like a, a boundary breaking parent, a, a privacy invading parent. That, that the, the question to, to share a reflection, the request to share a reflection, to share your thoughts or feelings to that person who had that experience with that kind of parent can feel like it's smothering, super invasive. It can, they can feel like it's inappropriate. So that's an example of a projection that they're bringing into the moment where, where you asking me to share about me feels like actually you are invading my mind, my heart, my privacy. And now I am responding to you with that degree to disproportionately with all of that, the weight of the well, the catalog of the traumas. Are we, we, we got it all. All right. This was a, um, you guys have any questions before I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, this was an interesting live. (laughs) This was an interesting live. I think that this one was a bit difficult for some reason. This was a bit difficult for me. And I want to, I'm wondering why in real time. Um, all right, Michelle, hey, she says, so what kind of questions should we be stopping to ask ourselves after we check our body? Uh, am I safe? Am I safe? Can I breathe? Am I safe? Can I? So she says, what, what questions should we ask? Uh, what questions should we be stopping to ask ourselves after we check our body? Am I safe? Can I breathe? What options do I have? Great. I'm glad you joined this thing too. Thank you. Can I breathe? What are my options? When we're triggered, we feel like we have no options. It's just fight, flight, freeze, right? We're just, we just, it's just one way. And we all have a system. We all have one way that we like to go. Um, the paralysis is also a way that you like to go, right? It's just no movement. It's just like shutting down. It's just stopping. Um, and so asking yourself, what options do I have can be helpful, right? I can choose to keep doing what I'm doing and I can choose to do something else as well. Yeah, this one was difficult. I think this is it's really hard to, uh, which is literally my job, which is why I find this. 
like it's not hard in a bad way to me. I'm like, this was challenging because I'm thinking about, I had to think about, okay, how do I make something invisible visible? <laughs> how do I make something unconscious, bring it to the conscious in a way that a whole bunch of people can understand that have totally different experiences, but it's all the same process. That's why, that's why I don't get into the details. With I want you to just understand the system because that's what applies to everyone. And then you go into, you, then you go into therapy and talk about your individual system and how to, how to reconfigure your own things. Okay. But I think after the first, maybe 15, 20 minutes of this, we really got, like, I, I feel like I really got to, I could, I could kind of like start to, I started to land the plane more. Maybe I went too wide at the very beginning. I think maybe I went too wide. Brandon actually helped me to, um, when he asked me to go back over it, he helped me to like kind of recenter. He helped me to recenter because it's kind of hard to tell like what, like what, what, uh, it's kind of, it's just kind of hard. It was just hard for me to tell at the beginning how to like set the frame up actually. Um, okay. The question is the paralysis bad if you are trying to control the trigger? Uh, go back to the beginning of this. I don't know if it's going to be in the in the uh, episode or not, but when we asked the, about the energy of it, the motivation of it, is stopping from a place of fear? Is stopping from a place of helplessness, hopelessness? Is stopping from a place of um, like that kind of? I, I, there's no, there's literally nothing I can do. Then that's why I would say you got to rethink. You got to rethink the paralysis. I have to know. And this is like one of those kind of individual questions. It's like, well, what does paralysis look like to you? What was happening? What's the context? But that's obviously not for like the whole podcast. That's like a, but it's a great individual question for you. So those are some things that I wonder about is like the, in, in general, for anyone that has a question like that, like what's the energy, the motivation underneath of it? Is it coming from a place of fear or is it coming from a place of empower? I feel, I feel like I'm in my power when I do this. Paralysis, the word doesn't really give me that, right? But I, that, I haven't had a conversation with you, so that's why I don't know. Can't say for sure. All right, thanks, Brandon. Um, all right, y'all. Y'all have a good day. See you next time. All right, y'all. We are out of here. Thanks for listening. By the way, what can be helpful for you in solidifying this, these concepts, are to draw it out. Like, just take some of the keywords, like trigger, fear, behavior, draw them out in a way that makes sense to you so that you can see, like, how this cycle works. And then go back over it once you feel good about that. If you can explain it to yourself, then go back over it and add some of the details of your own life, like your specific triggers, the weight, the fears that resonate with you. Okay, and that can help to solidify this. I also have a de-trigger workshop. The next time that I'm going to do that is in August. I just did Healing Childhood um, this first weekend in June, and I'm making that available for replay and purchase. So I will do that with the de-trigger workshop as well, I imagine. And so definitely check out my Instagram or my website for that at I am Taylor Chandler. It's the same for my site, just at a dot com. Um, aside from that, this is the first pass of the offering bucket. So if you're getting something out of this, then you want to give back through Cash App, PayPal or Venmo. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, my Cash App is dollar sign Tay Chand and my PayPal and Venmo. You can find it through my email, Taylor at com. And I really appreciate all of you have that have valued and appreciated the work in that way and supported me making this content. Thank you for that. Um, for supporting the production of the content, the way the platform that I use to hold the content that puts it out onto the onto the platforms. I thank you. All of that is helpful in that way. So I really appreciate that. Um, if you have not rated or reviewed, now is a good time to do it. So the stars are there. It's a little, little clip, little clip. 
little clip and um a sentence or two a review how this is helping you it is really helpful for me and others as well so that they know that they are in the right place or if they're in the wrong place let them know what this is about all right y'all have a great day see you next week